0: this little light of mine i'm gonna let it shine hello and welcome to flourish with me tiffany boyd this is a podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention i'm a mom to three beautiful boys a wife a friend an entrepreneur and so many other things When my dad passed, I made a commitment to myself to live with intention. For years afterwards, I struggled with discovering what that meant. I felt uncomfortable giving myself permission, or even figuring out how to honor that. What I do know and believe is that where attention goes, energy flows. This show will explore what it means to live with intention, seek to inspire you, and bring practical tools through stories and interviews that you can use to change your own life. Thank you for joining me and this wonderful community of women as we raise our vibration, honor ourselves, and live intentionally. Hello and welcome back to The Flourish Podcast. A podcast where we explore what it means to live with intention. With me, your host, Tiffany Boyd. Welcome back, everybody. I am so happy to be here this week and chatting with you. And I have lots to share this week. But the way that I want to start is to actually throw things back at you. I want to ask you a question. And if you're listening to this, I really want you to pause right now clear your mind, and really think about this question and answer it honestly for yourself. So here's the question. The question is, what do you desire? So this week, there has been, for me, a lot of introspection, A lot of sitting in silence, a lot of sitting in contemplation, a lot of meditation, a lot of connecting with my spirit team and trying to get clarity on a number of questions. And when I do this in an authentic and thoughtful way, the beautiful thing about the universe or spirit is that, or even your higher self for that matter, is that when you really ask and you're willing to listen, there will be communication. And like any relationship, there's an element of needing to build trust and an element of needing to build clarity. Trust that what you're receiving is something that you can trust. And believe trust that you are receiving because the reality is that we are so 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 supported and if we knew how supported we were none of us would ever feel alone and yet most of us feel alone a lot of the time including myself from time to time and when that happens uh for me I recognize it's a sign that I'm disconnected to that, to that higher power, to that higher sense, to that higher knowing, and it's time to sit in it. And so this week has just been a rapid flood of communication, signs, symbols, and as I have sat in it and it's been uncomfortable, clarity has come. So... I'm sure unless you're living under a rock, you know that Adele has released a new uh, album and she did the, the Oprah special, (coughs) pardon me. Um, And one of the things that she talked about in the special is her divorce from her husband. And she reflected that she came from a divorced family and that she vowed never to get divorced for the sake of her child And yet here she found herself with a child and divorced. And there was an overwhelming amount of grief and sadness and disappointment about being in this position that she tried to build her life towards not ever being in, that she committed to not being in. And when you get into a space where you don't want to be and you've designed a life around not being there, Or even just when you're in an uncomfortable place, the natural human reaction is often just to do anything to get away from that feeling, from that space. We have different coping mechanisms. You know, there's cognitive dissonance where we run narratives through our head until we explain it away in a way that works for us um, so that we can just feel a little bit more comfortable because it's just so awful to sit in it. Or we physically move away from it. You know, some people run you know, or are constantly moving because that's how they can physically get away literally and figuratively from those problems. Or we just get busy doing, you know, cleaning, we're distracted, we're watching Netflix, we're on social, we fill our calendars because sitting in this comfort is hard. But sometimes I want to say it is absolutely necessary. It's necessary if the path that you're choosing is growth. Because you can't grow, you can't grow a muscle without first becoming sore and tearing it open and repairing it so it's stronger and bigger. And the same is true for you on your personal and spiritual and professional journey. And so, what Adele did in this case is she said that every part of me wanted to run away from this discomfort, but I knew, I knew I just had to sit in it and observe it. And so, I heard that. at the beginning of this week, because I've been asking myself, my higher self, my spirit team, the universe, reflecting personally and professionally around, because I do feel this, this element of discomfort related to certain aspects of my business. And because my business is designed to support me personally in my personal life, when there's discomfort in my business, it transfers. And so I knew that something was out of line. I knew something was out of balance. And the piece that was most uncomfortable for me in that is not that things were out of balance because that is that is life. Things are always going to be you know, calibrating and we're always gonna need to calibrate back to center. That's the reality of life. That's something that I expect. And often I actually... I'm really, really good at. It's one of my greatest strengths because I can see it, I understand it, and I'm comfortable to let go and calibrate, but what was really uncomfortable for me in this situation is that my intuition, which I feel is my superpower, wasn't picking up what the discomfort was or what I needed to do to calibrate, and so I desperately wanted to do something I wanted to calibrate, I wanted to adjust, but I literally didn't have clear insight into what needed to happen, what I desired most and how to make it a reality. And throughout life, there have been very, very few times where my intuition has not instinctively and instantly picked up and what is going on. And sometimes it's not clear, sometimes I have to sit with it and dig into it, but it's there. And, you know, sometimes it's there and I'm not listening and that's different, but it was literally coming up like nada, nothing. And that is incredibly uncomfortable for me as somebody who thrives in this balance of masculine and feminine energy of Instinctively and intuitively tapping into the bigger picture and then understanding it um, and bringing it into my body and my awareness and then translating it into the masculine, into the doing, but in such an aligned way. And so what I found myself doing to try to figure it out was just jumping straight to that masculine doing the actions. And looking for answers in theory and strategy. And so I was mass consuming podcasts on different subjects related to business. I was researching. I was trying things. And it didn't sit right. It didn't feel right. Even though theoretically, it was absolutely the right thing to do. For the problem I was trying to solve, it was exactly what multiple experts and all of the theory said to do. And it just like, the more I did, the further I got away from solving the problem. And so that was making me even more frustrated. And eventually I just kind of threw my arms up in the air and said, okay, I'm going to stop. In fact, I said, fuck it literally out loud because I needed to just acknowledge that I couldn't do my way out of whatever this growth was. And so I recognized that if I stopped and paused, and which was really hard, when I'm in discomfort, and when anyone's in discomfort, it is hard to sit in it. You don't want to do it. Um, And I recognized that even hearing, because I did, as I was, Having this reflection personally, I was getting these things come up on Instagram. I was seeing posts about discomfort and growth. I was, you know, hearing clips on the radio about Adele's interview about discomfort and sitting in it. And I'm like, all right, that's the first clear intuitive hit that I've got. It's not an answer, but it's a step towards the answer. And I get it. I need to sit in it. And I did. I sat in it. I forced myself to meditate every day. And it was a pretty shitty meditation every day because my monkey brain was just going in circles and I wasn't relaxing into it. It didn't necessarily feel good in the way that it normally does because I didn't have that inner calm. But that was the point. You can't just do things when they feel good because sometimes in order to feel good, we have to do the thing that's uncomfortable to get there. And so Because that was clear to me, I forced myself through that process. I looked up some great Joe Dispenza guided meditations to help focus me. I didn't do crazy long ones, just 11 to 14 minutes, because literally that was all I could do this week, because there was something in me that was just so uncomfortable. And what I recognized is that it was answering that question around what do I desire most in my business? And another piece of insight that I got is that um, I work in, uh, or I participate in a large mentorship program myself because part of it is about integrity. As I support other women, I need to make sure that I'm supporting myself And that I'm continuing to grow and develop and doing the work to ensure that I can always continue to offer the highest quality support, that I'm taking care of myself, that I'm expanding so that I can be present. And that's part of how I have designed my business model, both for care for myself, both to honor my personal code, which is part of, you know, the idea that I like to create and perpetually low grow and learn. So to fill my energy and to feel like I can be of service, which is one of my values, I need to continue to grow and learn. And so my, one of my accountability coaches, um, I actually was getting angry because I felt like every time I went to her, she was asking me these really simple, and I felt almost like they were flaky questions. Like, I'm just going to go down the list of things that you ask, but I'm not like tapping in. I'm just kind of going through the motions of go back to your why do some journaling. It's Thanksgiving. What are you grateful for? I was my reaction to that was I am coming to you because I need to grow. And here are the things that I'm presenting, which are very tangible things that I know need some growth. And I feel like you're coming back very superficially with these questions that you could ask anybody and they're not really helpful. They're not really about me. I do that work constantly. Can we really focus on trying to solve this problem? And that may or may not be the case, but the reality is that that trigger for me was also insight. The fact that I felt anger around that is not a reflection of that person, but a reflection of where I'm at. And so in my meditation, um, actually just yesterday, and in my reflection What I realized is, and I talk about this all the time, everything's energy, and to know it intellectually is one thing, but to know it and integrate it into my own practice and my own way of being was something that wasn't quite connecting, and so... I had to get past the the fact that I know it. I do it 99% of the time and recognize that it wasn't happening in the way that was most aligned for me right now. And I say this a lot. If you've listened to me, you've heard me say this, you can't solve a problem from the space of where, and from the energy of where that problem was created. And so in this case, if the problem I was trying to solve was in the masculine action side of things, there's no amount of doing and actioning that I'm going to be able to do to truly solve the problem. Instead, what I needed to do was drop down into my heart, drop down into my body, step into my inner knowing, my intuition. And allow that to guide me, allow that to recalibrate my energy, and then let that flow come back into my head and realign the doing so the actions are aligned. Because I can't solve the heart and the energy from that intellectual space. It just can't happen. And that's what I was doing, and doing, and doing, and doing, and doing, and doing, and getting nowhere. And that's the definition of crazy. And I felt a little crazy. And usually I'm an incredible manifester. And when I go to do something, it, you know, I do the work and I let go and I let God and I trust. And it happens, not always the way I think it's going to, the way I hope or better when I'm really in that energy. And I was just so like, I like. There is sort of like, you know, if you're going down the river, there's that place of flow where the stream is at the the deepest and the water flows the fastest. And I was like over on a riverbank trying to paddle and getting nowhere. And so I was paddling harder and that was serving no one. And so the message that I got yesterday in my meditation, which is something I've shared on my social, something I've shared a lot in the past, but it was for me this time, it was about... come back to how can I be of the greatest value? How can I offer more value? How can I provide the most value to others? And that's really what lights me up. And how can I be of service? And, you know, there's lots of ways that I do that. But on a deeper level, I wanted to explore that concept. Because when I'm connecting to that energy of service, when I connect with another woman and I see her succeed, when I help her have a breakthrough, when I help her connect some dots and support her to build the skills so she is so incredibly empowered and thriving, that is what lights me up. That is what gives my soul energy, providing that support, watching women achieve impact and seeing the good that they do. And that is just, that's everything for me, um, in my business. And so when I was in the meditation, I was doing the reflection. It came back to how can you be of more service and how can you offer more value? And as I reflected on that, after I came out of the meditation, what I realized, and it didn't come instantly. Like I did a week of meditation that just felt like you know, struggle to get through. Um, and you know, it was acknowledging that I needed to sit in it. And finally I got that, that download. And I recognized upon reflection that I needed to just step outside of the doing outside of the business. And what did I desire most? I desire to be of service. I desire to be kind I desire to have connection and just space and freedom, uh, to just love up my family. Like those are my core values. And so I just said for today, for the rest of the day, even though this should be productive time that I've got to be, you know, advancing some things in the business, fuck the business, doing the business isn't supporting the thing I'm trying to solve. I'm just going to go and figure out how I can be of greatest service and how I can be kind and how I can support family. And as I was going to bed, something came up on Facebook and, um, on a Facebook page that I follow. And it was a single mom of five that didn't have groceries and was courageous enough and vulnerable enough to ask for help. And when I looked at the responses and there was a ton of comments under it, everyone was so kind and offering support. of Have you tried here? Have you tried this? And she said, I've been everywhere. I can't figure this out. And I thought, this is something that is so easy for me to just go do. And so that's what I did. I said, send me a list. I sent her a message and I said, let me know what you need and I can go grocery shopping and I will drop you off some food. And she sent me two pages of groceries. And at first I was like, Ooh, this is a lot of food. And then I thought, Tiffany, get the fuck over yourself. Do you want to be kind? Do you want to be of service? And this is a small thing. And there are five kids that need food. And no one should worry about feeding their kids. They just shouldn't. And I want to be part of a community that creates an environment where no one ever feels hungry. And if people need support, they feel like they can ask without shame and with the expectation that is absolutely reasonable that their needs can and should be met. And so I sent a, just a, a quick comment that said, please, please send me a um Uh, a PM with what you need, a personal message. And, uh, so that was, yeah, I guess two days ago, my timeline is a bit off. And the next morning I woke up and somebody I knew from down the street sent me a message and said, Hey, I got the list too. Let's go grocery shopping together. And I thought, wow. And instantly I was feeling connected and, thought how lovely that somebody else sees this and they could have been like oh great she's got it but they're like no I want to help too and it was a little flicker of light and a reminder um, of just that connection and that service and that sense of community and kindness because that was even a kindness that she offered to me that was unexpected and unnecessary and it was lovely to just be at the grocery store on a mission to support someone else. And so we both got our carts, we divided the list and (laughs) we got the groceries and we dropped them off. And I'm not sharing this because it's like, oh, you know, it's something exceptional or amazing. That's not the point. And I actually hesitated because one of the things that I feel about service is that You know, when you really are of service, it can't be conditional and it shouldn't be about praise or recognition. And, you know, true service is truly selfless. And I don't mean that that doesn't mean that I don't take care of myself and it doesn't mean that I don't have healthy boundaries and it doesn't mean that you become a martyr to being of service, but it means that if you're going to be of service, you take care of yourself and support yourself to be in the highest good so that you can genuinely offer service in a way that's selfless. And so please know that sharing this story is not about, um, me being a great person or looking for accolades because it really is such a small gesture and there's no, there's nothing that, Um, I'm looking for in that regard. And I actually hesitated sharing this for that reason, but I'm sharing it because stepping into that energy of reconnecting with this notion of service reconnected me to my own flow. And it's such a simple yet powerful thing. And I think that the anecdote to fear is often service. At the beginning of the COVID pandemic, I remember just feeling really scared and uncertain and not quite knowing what was happening and how long it was going to last. And it was shocking. And I remember having this reflection that in our lifetime, in my personal lifetime, we haven't experienced a global crisis or experience to this extent. You know, I know our grandparents grew up and most of them were um, involved in some capacity or touched by World War II and they had that shared experience that shaped them and their life um, and, you know, how they approached life because of that common shared experience. And we've kind of grown up In this blissful, in North America, in this blissful space of, you know, I guess, how would I describe it? Just this huge opportunity where we haven't had these massive infringements on our freedom in any real way. And at the beginning of COVID, I remember just feeling like this is really big. For that reason. And because I didn't know what to expect, there was this fear of the unknown. and I think that's often where fear comes from. It's once you see the thing and you know it and then you can start to figure out the strategies for how you're going to overcome it, it becomes a little less scary. But when something's unknown, it's like this the fear of the dark, you just don't know what's there. When something is unknown, it's really scary. And I had a similar download at the beginning of of COVID in 2020 that the anecdote to fear or scarcity, because they are similar energetic vibrations, is service and purpose. And interestingly, there are so many studies out there that actually demonstrate that several war-torn countries where people have, you know, literally nothing, that often their happiness factor is greater than North America. And I remember reading this and feeling just uncomfortable and unclear and not understanding why, especially because we grow up feeling like we live, you know, the quote-unquote American dream and we have so many luxuries and freedoms, and yet so many people are unhappy. And so then what's the answer? And you've got these war-torn, oppressed countries where people are happier. You know, that really took me and shook me. And as I dug into it, it was because they had a shared purpose. They were connected They were getting through something together and, you know, it's coming back to the idea of serving and caring and taking care of and responsibility and community and purpose. And so when I was feeling disconnected this past couple weeks from my own intuition, from my own flow, and when I received in many ways, like I think I was actually hit over the head. It just took me a little bit to connect with the fact that I was receiving the message that I needed to tap back into service. It was a beautiful reminder and opportunity. And, you know, as soon as I connected and desired to tap back into service, the opportunity presented. And again, small gesture small gesture. Um, but it reconnected me with that energy of service and it helped me understand why I was being so triggered by some of these questions that my mentor was asking me and, or my accountability, uh, coach. And it was because I wasn't really answering those questions for myself. I was superficially, And not superficially in the sense that I wasn't deeply diving into them, superficially in that I was only answering them from the masculine energy. I wasn't really answering them, even when I used the language of the feminine. I wasn't truly tapping into the energy and really answering the questions. And my business, because of who I am and how I operate, is very much built on the balance of masculine and feminine the idea of intuition and strategy and I talk about in that intersection is where the magic happens and when I'm out of it on one side or the other I know I need to recalibrate back and this theme of desire has come up all week. I just listened to a podcast where it was the topic of conversation yesterday morning I was working with someone and we were talking about her personal code and She'd done this work. She'd done the masterclass. She was reflecting on what her personal code is and she doesn't know. She doesn't know what lights her up. And that was profound and surprising and not surprising because I think that is so common. I think that we've grown up in a culture where we have, for the most part, you know, in relative terms, everything we could desire. And yet many people feel empty because it's not the thing. It's not the house. It's not the car. It's not the makeup. It's not the clothes. It's not the shoes. It's not, you know, it's not the thing. It's what we hope that thing will make us feel. And we've disconnected from what that feeling is and how to get it, because often it's just tapping back into that connection, that service. Um, And we don't know what we really desire. And so we're a bit adrift and we're answering that question every day, but on a superficial level. And I don't mean superficial in a judgmental way, I mean it in a on the surface, we haven't we haven't diven, dived, we haven't dived in. I don't know, that doesn't seem like that's quite how you say that, but we haven't gone below the surface of the water. We haven't gone into the depths of our soul and our heart and found that balance of masculine and feminine. And I am so grateful that the past couple of weeks I've had that experience because it re- it reminded me Of exactly why I do this work and how supporting that connection, because that's where we start is creating that connection with truly connecting with our desire, truly connecting with what actually lights us up. And we start with that foundation because unless you get that right, like we can get results, we can get the things there. There's no question about it. It can be done. I'm doing it and yet it wasn't connecting and the goal is to have that true connection with self, that true alignment with purpose, that true balance of building the life you want, not just the results in your business and when you do it well, you get results that align, you don't compromise either, it's not an either or, it's not this or that, it's this and that, and we don't have this and that it's time to recalibrate. It's time to go back inside and it's time to ask yourself again, what do I truly desire? And it's such a hard question and I'm not going to go on much longer than this today, but I really want to leave you with this question and the strategy of if it's not connecting for you or if what you think you desire isn't providing that strong sense of fulfillment and connection and alignment, then sit in it. Sit in that discomfort. Give yourself the benefit of trusting that when you sit and you honor yourself, By truly sitting in this comfort for the purpose of growth, for the purpose of learning, for the purpose of knowing that that knowing and that learning will come through. And you will have a beautiful opportunity to step into being of greater service in the way that matters most for you, in a way that supports you to have the impact that you're here to have, in a way that allows you to shine your light the way it's meant to be shone Sean, I don't know. I'm sorry, guys. I think I'm just making up words today, today and every day. Um, It's a good thing we're not playing Scrabble. And I just, you know, we're coming into that holiday season. It is Thanksgiving this week in the United States. Happy Thanksgiving to my American listeners. What a great opportunity to think about what you're grateful for. I hope I'm not triggering you like I was triggered when I was asked that question. And we're heading into the holiday season of Christmas where, you know, it's often about a lot of stuff and it's just a great, great opportunity to do this work for ourselves. And I would like to say that one of the things that I am so grateful for is the community and the listeners that continue to come back week after week and listen to the podcast. I sit here before I record and I set the intention to share information that will help the people that show up and listen, that will be of the greatest and highest service to you. And if you're here and you're listening to this, this is for you. And it is my honor to share and to be of service in any way that this connects or resonates with you. So thank you. Thank you for providing me this opportunity. And I would love to get to know some of you. It's interesting. In all of the other platforms that I connect with people, I, I know the people on the other side. As I podcast, it's just kind of into my microphone and out to the universe. And by the universe, I mean planet Earth. I'm pretty sure it doesn't <laughs> extend beyond there. Um, but, you know, and so... If you're listening, please feel free to, to reach out either on Instagram. Um, I'll, I'll put my handle in the show notes or just send me a note. Tell me who you are. I want to follow you and get to know you or just connect with you and really genuinely thank you for being here. If the podcast is resonating with you, please feel free to share with somebody that you think that this would be helpful for when you leave a rating and a review, it really helps the podcast. Um, so other people can find it. So I, I appreciate if you take the time to do that. So thank you to those listeners that have, and in terms of offerings, I want to just let you know that going into the new year, one of the last reflections that I had is that, um, I am going to, pivot a little bit in my offerings, um, not substantially, but what you'll see as I update the web and a few other things is that coming back to this connection of service is going to be a predominant theme and that the work of flourish will be divided, uh, between two main pillars, uh, for women that serve, um, and serve is a big term. Um, but in your businesses, in your personal lives, as you want to grow and expand, whether that is to create an aligned business where you have, um, your personal desires, your family desires, and your business desires aligned and fulfilled, or even on a personal level, because I'm starting to get requests where it's, you know, it's not just about business for people. It's about creating the life of their dreams. And sometimes It's not business, but it's, you know, interestingly, it's very similar strategies that help support that, um, that fulfillment and that co-creation with the universe where you create the life of your dreams. And so there's going to be for women that serve, and then there's going to be for businesses and organizations that serve, because my heart is very connected to seeing service led businesses achieve their goals. And a lot of that, some of it's private, some of it's nonprofit and being able to step in and create and enable, um, and build capacity or provide the support for an organization to achieve the impact they're trying to achieve is massive. And it's actually where I started my career right out of university. I was very fortunate Pardon me, to have the opportunity to start at 22 as an executive director of a nonprofit organization. And I had uh, 26 staff, and we supported adults with developmental disabilities. And we had multiple streams of day programs and on the job um, support programs. We also had a number of residences where we provided supports. And, you know, it was a myriad of Different developmental disabilities and health issues and support needs. We had, you know, over 30 staff and almost no money. And I remember A, I was young, B, I was inexperienced, but C, I was passionate about making sure that we were doing the best job possible to support these beautiful, beautiful people. And I learned so much. And as an executive director, I remember, you know, you've got to. You've got to run the ship. You've got to manage all the staff, hire all the staff, select all the staff, deal with the performance issues, continue to deal with all of the issues related to like physical structure, supporting the development of programming, figuring out lease agreements, dealing with the fact that one of your vans or vehicles has broken down and, you know, securing funding writing proposals, doing evaluations and year-end reports And you're wearing about a thousand hats. And sometimes those hats would take you away from the work that you're there to do. And I remember Googling over and over again, strategic planning or program evaluation, strategic planning template, interview questions. And as my career progressed, my education progressed, it's been this interesting blend of, um, you know, I started... Uh, in a pre-med program actually with an emphasis on um, health behavior change and program evaluation and did a science degree but then added all of those so I basically didn't have any electives and then ended up doing a master's in business and all of this leadership development outside of that and human system design understanding so patterning and then I've done the energy work and it's such a hodgepodge but what it has turned into is this ability to kind of pull all of these things together and enable people or businesses or organizations to support their goals. When I left my corporate role, I was in a senior executive role um, overseeing a division um, in, in HR and part of supporting some of those higher level like business partings, uh, partnering strategies. And helping design organization on, you know, the scale of, you know, 6,000 to achieve the organization impact and goals that they were trying to achieve. And so all of that has led me to where I am today. And when I stepped away, I wasn't totally clear if I still wanted to do that work because I was burnt out from the experience of that organization. And I took some time and what I've realized is I really miss it. And what was burning me out wasn't the work, but was the environment. And so I'm so excited to <clears throat> come back and offer those supports. And particularly for nonprofits and for businesses that serve, you know, being able to provide that advice and support an organization to create a strategic plan that not only helps them achieve their goals, but secure their funding and do the reporting and do their metrics. And um, so tailored very specifically for that environment of the, the very specific business and nonprofit sector and that languaging, so repackaging and producing materials and supports for that sphere, while also continuing to work one-on-one with women who serve on their own journey And I'm so excited for that balance. Um, And if this is, if either of those things are something that you're interested in, please feel free to reach out. We can connect and have a conversation. Just email me flourishinglately at gmail.com. And again, thank you for being here. My hugest gratitude to you. Continue to ask yourself, what do I desire And if you don't have an answer, sit and keep asking until you do have an answer, because you deserve what you desire and you deserve to live the life of your desires. As always, thank you for taking one of your most valuable commodities, your time, and being here with me today. As always, I hope you're flourishing lately.